It is 12.01. We are going to get started. We know that there's, there's going to be some other people who will be joining us. And today, uh, let me just pop this open for us. We're going to be talking about how you can calm down so you can speak up. How you can calm down so you can speak up. Now, before we get started, I want to do a couple of things. I want to, I want to launch a poll. So, Myra, go ahead and see if you can launch that poll for us. And second, my voice sounds a little different because I'm just on the tail end of a head cold. So I might sound a little nasally, which is not the way I, I want to sound. So please pardon that if you're watching this live or watching the replay. But Myra's going to launch the poll. And the poll says, do you tend to speak smoother when you feel calm? Okay. Now, this doesn't mean that there are times when you're totally calm and relaxed that you still don't get stuck or that you still get stuck, right? We know that there are times where we're totally relaxed and we still have trouble. But what's your tendency? That's, that's kind of what we're looking for, okay? So go ahead and answer that for us. All right. So do you tend to speak smoother when you feel calm? When you feel calm, when you feel relaxed? your tendency to speak smoother. Very good. So we'll let that, we'll let that roll for a little bit. So what we're talking about today is, and this, this comes straight from the experience of my clients, all right, over the last several years. Also, there's a wide body of research out there that talks about how people perform under pressure. And pressure can and does mean different things to different people. So there are people out there, for example, in the military, and pressure for them is getting shot at, right? The, the potential of actually getting killed, that's high pressure for them. For other people, it's ordering a cup of coffee, right? And not being able to say the coffee or give their name, that's high pressure for them, okay? So pressure is going to vary depending on the person. For other people, Pressure standing up in front of a large group of people. Sometimes the number varies. It could be if I'm standing up in front of five or 10 people, it's cool. But once it goes to 15 or 20, then all of a sudden I get more nervous. It could be I could be in front of 20 people, but they're my peers. But then when I stand in front of 20 people or 10 people or even two, they're my superiors, right? Uh, Then it becomes a problem. So this is going to vary depending on person. So what we're talking about today is how you can calm yourself down, right? How you can calm yourself down, how you can become calm and remain calm in high pressure speaking situations when you want to, when you need to. How can you remain calm and relaxed? So we have something that's called an acrostic here. It's an acronym or an acrostic. It's called an acrostic if it's one letter over the other but you can call it an acronym. And each one of the letters in this word means something, okay? So let's take a look at this first letter. So the first step, if you will, is to clear your mind. These are gonna be all very, very practical steps. I'm going to tell you what, and then I'm gonna share with you how, right? And I may share a little bit about why, okay? So the first thing, that you want to do if you're in a high pressure speaking situation is you want to clear your mind of what? 
So I'm just going to write it down. Clear your mind of what? Of primarily distracting, distracting, or even distressing thoughts. Distracting or distressing thoughts. Okay. So that's the what. Clear your mind of distracting or distressing thoughts. Now, why is that important and how do you do it? Well, it's important because if you allow yourself to think about things that distract you from your goal, remember in our last webinar, you want to go back and watch that. If you don't have a copy of our last webinar, let me know and we'll get that out to you. But we talked about something called VIC. VIC. And one of the things that you are going to need to be able to do is to control what you're saying to yourself and what you're thinking. Now, sometimes we can't always control how we're thinking, I mean, how we're feeling in the moment. Sometimes it's very difficult to just change your feelings in the moment. But the one thing, and there are other things, but the one thing you do have control over is what you're thinking or what you are saying to yourself. We call this self-talk. Okay, self-talk. And we're going to talk about that. So the first thing you want to do is clear. Let's just think about that word clear, right? Clear. Say that to yourself a few times. Clear, clear, clear. That can be a trigger word for you. Clear, right? It's, it's making me feel very relaxed and clear now. I wish my sinuses would clear up. So clear. So you want to think about clearing your mind of distracting and distressing thoughts. It's important because you don't want yourself thinking about things that's going to cause you to feel more anxious and nervous than you need to. You don't want to think about things that's not going to serve you or serve your purpose. So if you're giving a presentation, if you're interviewing, if you're explaining something, thinking about getting stuck or thinking about if someone's judging you isn't going to help you. So there's a few areas, at least two areas, that we want to talk about when we're talking about clearing your thoughts. One of those areas has to do with anticipation, right? The other area has to do with fear of judgment. And then the other one are simply, I'm just going to call them negative thoughts, but we'll define that a little more specifically. So, anticipation, this is stuff that we know happens. Some of you that are watching this, you know this happens to you. I know it happens. It happens to all of us from time to time. But anticipation, so this is you're in or you're about to get into a speaking situation, whatever it is for you. And you begin anticipating or thinking about what you have to say and that you might not be able to say it. And you start scanning through the words that you have to use and figuring out how you can switch those. So you're anticipating a negative outcome, right? Call this negative anticipation. Negative anticipation. That's a distracting and a distressing thought that you want to clear out. Now, I know you're saying, well, how do I do it? I understand that I should do it, but how? I'm going to get to that. Anticipation. Second, fear of judgment. This is a big one. Even for people that don't struggle with their speech in terms of stuttering, uh, people who normally don't stutter, uh, 
often struggle with fear of judgment. Okay, so that's, this means that you are thinking about what someone else might be thinking of you, right? Well, I have to make sure that I articulate this intelligently, that I come up with the right answers, that I don't sound stupid. Uh, what are they going to think of me? Fear of judgment, negative thoughts, and negative self-talk, or negative talk, actually, not just self-talk. So I've heard people say things like, I can't. I always, I can't say these words in this situation. I always have problems saying these letters. I always, I'm not able to slow down, right? So all of these negative things, negative words that come from their mouths originates with their thoughts, okay? I can't, I always, I never, right? So we want to clear it. So how do we clear it? Well, I'm going to give you a couple different ways. One we're going to expand on as we move throughout uh, this particular training. One way is something that we've talked about before, and it's called self-talk, right? So one way has to do with what you say to yourself uh, leading up to the moment. So what you generally say to yourself, how you talk to yourself, the thoughts that you have, and what you say to yourself in the moment, okay? Now, self-talk is what we call a keystone habit. So it's something that you have to develop. You have to develop the habit of talking to yourself, controlling what you think in the moment. If it's not a habit that you've developed, then what will happen is in the moment, you will simply allow what's called your amygdala to take over. That's the fight or flight response system. Okay. So if you've been used to, oh, all of a sudden I have to talk and I start getting nervous, I start getting anxious, I start speeding up, I start getting, I start getting short of breath. That's your amygdala taking over and causing you to just respond by default. This is just how I respond, right? So what, what that does is it bypasses what's called your cortex, your prefrontal cortex, your executive thinking brain. That's what makes decisions, what says, no, instead do this. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this, right? So it bypasses that and you automatically respond in a certain way. What you're going to have to learn how to do is to crowd out or push out those distracting and distressing thoughts, crowd them out with more constructive and supportive and encouraging and positive thoughts, okay? That's what you have to do. You have to crowd them out, right? flood them out with more positive, constructive, uh, encouraging thoughts. Now, here's the key. Here's something that I want you to remember. Number one, this is not a one-time process, right? It's not a one-time thing. So let's just say you're in a high-pressure speaking situation. You want to calm yourself down. You want to clear out the distracting and negative thoughts, distracting and distressing thoughts. Well, you can't expect, if this has not been a habit of yours, to just say, okay, I can do this, or, uh, I, you know, this, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to be able to say this well, or you are an excellent speaker. You don't have to rush, right? Any of the affirmations that I give you or that you may say to yourself, you can't expect to say them once or twice, maybe not even five times. And for it to 
keep the negative thoughts, distracting thoughts crowded out, right? Because there's going to be a resistance there because you have a pattern, a pattern of thinking and feeling and responding in this way. Neurologically, there are certain what we call uh, neurochemicals, right, that are responding and reacting and causing you to think and feel and behave in a certain way. Those chemicals, neurotransmitters, are not going to change automatically. They're not going to change instantly. The way they're going to change is by you consistently over time telling yourself certain things over and over in high pressure speaking situations and low pressure and no pressure so that you are physically and chemically changing the way your brain responds in certain situations. Everyone has to do this, right? Whenever you're used to responding in a certain way and you want to change it, you have to be consistent. You can't think or believe that I'll just do this a few times and it should work. Okay. So don't get discouraged if you try it and that other thought just keeps coming back. I've had people tell me in one conversation, 10 minutes, 20 minutes or whatever, they may have had to tell themselves a hundred times, just relax, take your time, just relax, take your time. You don't have to rush or model, 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 whatever it is. They may have to repeat it. So, but guess what? The more you do it, the more you actually change the way your brain responds in that situation, right? The more you do it, the more you are changing your brain, rewiring, retraining your brain, and the easier it becomes so that the less you have to do it, then it becomes automatic. Does this make sense? Okay. So it's very important that you may have to remind yourself constantly in a given speaking situation to relax, to slow down. You don't have to rush. You can take your time. Whatever the affirmations are, we have a whole set of affirmations that we provide you in the self-study. So if you don't have the self-study, you want to get that now. We're going to put up a link later, later towards the end of the webinar where you can get access to that. Those affirmations are there and they're very specific and they're designed to do specific things for you. So you can get that. So you tell yourself that over and over. All right. So that is. Clear your mind. Clear your mind. What does clear your mind mean? Well, you want to clear your mind of distracting and distressing thoughts, anticipating, fearing judgment, negative thought. I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I always do that. Yes, Michael, I understand that. How do I do it? The law of substitution. You crowd out those distracting, distressing thoughts with more positive thoughts. Now, I'm going to give you one more thing before we move on. When you do affirmations, it can be, and there's been some studies shown, it can be more powerful for you to use the word you instead of I. Sometimes you can put extra pressure on yourself, and sometimes it just doesn't work that well. So we found that using the word you, I'm sorry, sometimes I can put more pressure on yourself. So you use the word you. So it's like someone in authority is speaking to you. So you say, you don't have to rush. You can take your time. You can even use your name. You don't have to rush, Michael. You can take your time. Uh, Vicki, you are an excellent speaker. Okay. Nestle, 
you can do this. You're an excellent speaker. You can take your time. You can relax, Nestle. You can slow down. All right. So you is a word that you can use that brings more authority to what you're saying. All right. So this is another way that you can talk to yourself. Remember, self-talk is what we call a keystone habit. It's keystone because it can it can and does and will impact every other area of your life. It can impact other habits. It's a cornerstone, right? It's a foundational habit that will affect every other area of your life and your performance in all of the other areas of your being. So you want to, you need to develop the habit of being able to talk to yourself. And remember, it's not just something you can say to yourself one time and expect it to work. You're going to have to repeat it throughout the entire conversation. Now, one thing that people say is they say, well, how can I say this to myself and focus on the content on what I'm saying? Trust me, you're already doing it so you can do it, right? And here's what I mean. When you're speaking to people, right, and you're in a higher pressure speaking situation, in the back of your mind, these scripts are running. Oh, you're going to mess up. Oh, here comes this word. Oh my goodness, you can't say this. You got to switch this around. Oh, what are they thinking? You're already talking to yourself in the back of your mind, if you will, the back of your mind. You're already talking to yourself. It's just negative. It's distracting. It's distressing. What you're going to do is take control of that flow, that direction, that train of thinking, and you're going to point that train in the direction that you want it to go. So, Someone says, well, I can't talk to myself because I have to focus on what I'm saying. Well, no, that's not true because you're already doing it. It's just negative. It's hurting you. What you have to do is now say things to yourself that's helping yourself. Trust me, you can do it. You just have to get used to it. Okay? So now, let's take a look at this next one. Act, relax. I'll just leave that there. Act, relax. Now, what do we mean by that? Uh, all of these things are very, very closely related, especially these two and the, the fourth one that we're going to talk about. Act, relax. Now, some of you have heard me talk about this before. When we say act, relax. Remember I said earlier, sometimes it's difficult for us to instantly change how we feel, right? Our feelings. But what you can change, what you do have control over is what? What you say to yourself, you're thinking you have absolute control over that. You may have to repeat many times, but you can control it. And you can control your what? Your actions or your behaviors, right? You can control your behaviors. So this is something that you are absolutely able to control. So here are some behaviors that you can absolutely control. You can control your body language, your body movements, if you will. Some people, when they're under pressure, remember we're talking about feeling calm and acting calm. Some people are very tense and they don't move. This is why when we teach modeling, we also teach people to use their bodies, a model or mirror what your model's doing, hand gestures, facial expressions. Notice how I use my face. My eyebrows go up, sometimes my head tilts, right? Head tilts, um, body language. Again, I'm not moving too much because I have to stay within the camera zone. But if I were in an audience, I would move into the audience if possible. 
using your hands, right? Using your hands, hand gestures. So you want to move your body, which releases energy and also causes you to create a kind of a rhythm, right? A kind of a rhythm, like someone that's conducting an orchestra. You're conducting your speech. You're conducting the rhythm and flow of your speech when you're using your body. So you can control your body language, right? You can control how quickly or slowly you move and the fact that you are moving, your actions. You also can control the speed or pacing of your speech. Now, some of you may not be used to controlling it, but you have to tell yourself that you can control it. If you really want to, you can slow your speech down. It doesn't mean that immediately and instantly your speech is going to smooth out just because you slow down. But when you slow your speech down, and I'm not talking about speaking like this, that sounds weird. We're not saying that. So please don't say, oh, Michael's saying I have to speak in a weird way. It may feel weird for you initially because it's slower. You may think, well, if I slow down, people are not going to wait. People are going to become impatient. I'm, it's going to take me a long time. All of that's absolutely untrue for the most part. There might be some people who are a little impatient, but guess what? You can compensate for speaking slower by speaking dynamically. So the things that you do, you'll also find that when you speak slower, you're clearer, so you're more concise. You don't have to use as many words, so it won't take you as long. You'll find that when you speak slower, you can speak dynamically, meaning you can vary your speed. You have more control over your speed. You find that when you speak slower, which is an action, it's a behavior that you have control over. When you speak slower, you feel more relaxed, you feel calmer, you think clearer when you're, it gives your brain more time to scan out and pull in the thoughts and the ideas that you want to communicate when you are taking your time. And you don't have to be boring when you're speaking. This is where the proactive speaking skills come in that you learn in the self-study or in the coaching, because you get the self-study in the coaching as well. You learn this in the Pro90D Smooth Speech System, those proactive speaking skills, which will allow you to speak in a way that grabs the audience's attention, that holds their attention, but you don't have to be speaking a thousand miles per hour. Does this make sense? You don't have to speak really fast to hold their attention. Notice how I said that. You don't have to speak really fast to hold their attention, then I slowed it down. I didn't say, you don't have to speak really fast to hold their attention, then <laughs> I sped up and then I slowed it back down. So you can vary your speed. You don't have to speak slow the whole time. So remember, you have control over the pacing, over the speed at which you speak. And when you speak slower, right, when you take control over those actions, Trust me, you will begin to feel calmer, to feel more relaxed, to think clearer, to actually access those thoughts that you have. Here's what you want to say, and here's what you actually say. You want those two things to be the same. One of the bridges that helps you get there is taking your time and slowing your speech down. Speed kills when driving and when speaking, okay? So, at... Right? So here's, here's, here's what we're going to look at. Act, relax, and calm. Now, here's something else that I'm going to say about this. 
it's called, well, some people may call this law of reversibility, but sometimes you're not able to feel calm and relaxed, but you can act your way into the feeling. So you may not feel relaxed and calm in that moment, but if you act relaxed and you act calm, the feeling comes along with it. Okay? So it's the law of kind of reversibility. Sometimes you can feel your way into acting, right? But here we're talking about acting your way into feeling. So don't worry about if you're able to feel calm and relaxed initially. There's been plenty of times. In fact, feeling a little anxious, feeling a little nervous, we want to reframe that to feeling excited. But let's just say feeling a little anxious and nervous is very normal when you're about to do certain things. It's very, very normal. Sometimes it's actually good. But you don't have to act nervous. You don't have to act anxious. You can act relaxed and calm. One of the things we're going to talk about is mirroring or modeling someone who is calm, who is confident, right? Who speaks with a smooth rhythm, who speaks confident, who speaks with energy, right? And how can you mirror that person? How can you act like that person? So if you want to feel calmer, you want to act calm, poised, you mirror that person. So we'll get into that in just a moment, but I wanted to touch on that here because acting relaxed and calm can mean you asking yourself, how would I act if I were relaxed and calm? How would I act if I were calm? Well, I would move slower. I would take my time speaking. I would pause. I would nod. I would tell myself, hey, that's a rush. Just take your time. It's okay. It doesn't matter what people are doing, how fast they're speaking around. I'm going to decide how quickly I want to respond. That's how someone confident and who's calm and relaxed and poised, that's how they would act. So that's how I'm going to act. Okay? So act relaxed and calm. All right. Live in this moment. Live in this moment. Let's talk about that. This is something that you've probably heard of before, where people talk about being in the moment, being present. And it's very important that you and I learn to be in the here and now. People that tend to struggle with their speech feel very anxious. They're constantly scanning ahead. They're anticipating, they're thinking about what's probably going to happen, not going to be able to say this word. They're all the things that we talked about, right? Fear of judgment, anticipating negative thoughts, I can't, right? Um, sometimes what they're thinking about is they're thinking about avoiding, but I hope I don't, and I don't want to stutter. I don't want to get stuck on this word. That's what they're thinking. I don't want to. So they're not really in the present moment. So what we want to do is we want you to live in, in fact, there's two things I want you to remember. Live in and lean into what? The present. Okay. So, why is this important and how do we do it? Living in the present means often just emptying your mind. For example, if you're talking to someone, let's just use that as a situation. You're talking to someone, and rather than thinking about what they're thinking of you or what you're going to say next, empty your mind, look at them in their eyes. Brian Tracy calls this the 
the flick, the flick it, right? Where you flick from one eye to the next eye, one eye to the next eye. You look at this eye, you look at that eye, you look at this eye, you look at their face, you look at this eye, right? You just, you just focus while you're looking, you're listening. You're listening to what you're saying. You're just taking it in. You're not making a judgment on it. You're not thinking about what you're going to say next. You're just looking at them. And you might be thinking, wow, okay, let me just, I really want to get what this person says. So you're looking, you're listening to them rather than thinking and scanning ahead. And you're learning, you're learning. You're asking, wow, okay, I really want to get what this person is saying. I want to try to understand this, right? You might even ask, I wonder what this person does for a living. Or I wonder why this person is saying so you're listening, so you're asking questions about what they're saying. You're leaning in. You can physically kind of lean in. Lean in to show an interest, right? You're looking at them. You're listening to them. You're leaning into them. Now, you say, well, Michael, that works great. Maybe in a conversation, what if, um, what if I'm the one that's doing the speaking? Okay. So what you want to do there is to clear your mind, clear your mind of everything except for the impact and the clarity, remember Vic, the value, the impact, and the clarity of the message that I'm giving this person right now, right? So in other words, in the present moment right now, the only thing that's important is that what I'm saying is valuable to you, that it's impacting you, right? That you're listening, so I have to speak in a way that you're able to hear it and listen to it and get it. And it's clear, so that, because if it's unclear, it's not gonna help. It's, what is this guy saying? I have no idea what he's saying. I can't understand because he's mumbling or he's speaking too fast or he's speaking too low. People just tell me I speak too low, so I had to speak up and still working on that. We're all still working on various things. We wanna make sure it's clear. I'm articulating, I'm enunciating that the structure of what I'm saying is clear. We talked about this, right? So you want to make sure that you're in the present moment, and the only thing you should be concerned about in the present moment is that what you're saying is valuable, that it's impactful, engaging, and clear. Same thing with Rick. It's relevant, it's impactful, and it's clear. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing else, right? Anytime you let yourself get distracted by other thoughts, it's going to distress you, and it's going to detract from your ability to communicate what you want to communicate and the way you want to communicate. Does this make sense? If this makes sense, type anything you want into the chat. Type yes, type this makes sense. Let me know that this makes sense to you, okay? It's very, very important to stay in, to live in the present moment. Don't let yourself Get distracted by scanning ahead, by thinking it. Because as soon as you start thinking about what you're going to say and the words you're going to use, boom, then you start becoming anxious and you're probably going to get so just stay in that present moment. Occupy your mind with, if you're listening, to just list, looking at that person, right? Looking at that person, listening to what that person's saying, learning, learning and understanding. Or if you're speaking, then it's Vic. Right, it's either the triple L or VIC or RIC. Right? Okay, is this valuable? Am I getting this across? Is this clear? Right? Now, we're going to talk about this next one: mirroring or modeling. This is how you say what you want to say, how you can remain calm. So, one of the ways that you and I can remain calm.
And this isn't just stuff that I made up to be cute. This is stuff that comes right out of coaching sessions. And there's a whole body of research and information and knowledge out there. My wife will tell you I'm just constantly digging into stuff. It's all out there. But I also see it in my coaching sessions. And obviously, I've experienced it myself personally. So you want to live in the moment. Try to stay present by substituting out those distracting thoughts with thoughts of listening, looking, listening, learning, or Vic, right? That's the how. The why is that it keeps you from getting distracted, right? And the what is that stay in the present moment, stay in the present moment. So let's take a look at this next one here, which is mirror your model. I'm using the word mirror You can even take modeling out and just say mirror for a particular reason. When we use the word mirror, type into the chat box words or phrases that come to mind. Mirror. What comes to mind when we use the word mirror? Think about it. So type into the chat box any words. And it doesn't have to be just relevant to speech or model, but just someone says mirror. What comes to mind? Reflection, reflection, similar, very good. What else? Any other words? Okay. Emulating, very good. Right. So you just think of a physical mirror, you think of a reflection, right? Um, There's some other words that could come to mind. One starts with an S and the other starts with a V. What do you think those words are? Think of a mirror. Um, another starts with an L, right? Another, or a W, an L, a W, a S, or a V. What do you think? Self, that's good. That's good. What's another word that comes to mind when you think of mirror that starts with an S? Self is actually very good. Um, an L, something that starts with an L. See, visualize exactly. Looking, watching, okay. Exactly. So sight, sight, seeing, visual, visual, visualizing, um, looking, watching. Okay, all those are words that can come to mind when we think about a mirror. So in this context, really all of those kind of apply. When you mirror someone, you're kind of reflecting them. And there's two ways, it's probably more, but we're going to talk about two ways of mirroring. One is external, which is the one that I teach a lot, but we're also going to begin looking a lot more at internal. So we're talking about internal and external mirroring, right? And one word that we want to take a little look at here is visualizing. We'll speak to that in just a moment. All right. Internal, internal, external, external mirroring. What is that? So external mirroring is simply when you mirror someone else outside of yourself, external, you're modeling, you're emulating someone else. We talked about that in the last webinar, and it's all in the Pro90 speech system. If you don't have the self-study, 
want you to grab that today. We're going to put a link up where you can grab your copy of the self-study right now. We go into depth in that, and I'm going to be updating it pretty soon. So once you're in, you're going to get the update for free. Okay, so if you're watching this, you want to grab your copy of the self-study. Now, externals, when you're mirroring someone else outside of yourself, why is this so powerful? Well, because when you're in a high-pressure speaking situation and you want to feel calmer, but you just can't seem to get yourself there, sometimes it's important to step outside yourself, remove yourself from the equation, right? And say, now, you are your model, whoever your model is, right? Your model could be Barack Obama. It could be someone in your country, um, anyone. It could be a female. could be a male. Anyone. You are this person. Become this person. I remember when I used to do presentations or when I used to preach, I had two models. I had one. Charles Stanley was my preaching model. Brian Tracy was my speaking model. And I would kind of use both of them. So when I got up to preach, I would become, like literally become Charles Stanley because I'd watch him. I studied him. I listened to him. I practiced speaking like him. He would hold his Bible in a certain way. I held my Bible the same way. He had his little notes and stuff. I had my notes the same way. He would say certain things. He would stand a certain way. I would do do the same thing, right? So that I literally felt like I was him. A word that we can use is channeling, right? I don't mean that in any kind of a weird way, but channeling that person, literally stepping outside yourself, becoming that person. So what was the effect, the effect is that I felt calm. I felt relaxed. Why? Because it wasn't really me. I was acting like my model. And my model was calm and confident and smooth and clear and all of those other things, right? So I was mirroring in a sense. Now, here's one reason, and we won't go deeply into this, but, I, but I'm designing a whole new program based on this. In science, in neuroscience, there's something called mirror neurons, mirror neurons. And they specifically are triggered when it comes to motor activity, like speaking, walking, or playing, or whatever. And they're specifically triggered, especially when you are familiar with the behavior. So like speaking. So what happens is when you observe someone speaking, the neurons in your brain that's responsible for speaking actually begin to light up when you observe someone speaking. And this is one of the reasons why if you're around people who stutter and struggle with their speech or around people that do certain things, the same neurons, right, the same neural network that manages that activity in your brain begins to light up as if you were actually performing the same behavior. And so what you're in a sense, doing is you're learning, we call this observational learning. You're actually learning it by observing it. You don't even have to do it, but you're still learning. It's how babies learn, right? So it's a part of the way they learn. So mirroring is related to mirror neurons, so that if you watch and you study someone speaking well, someone speaking smoothly, someone speaking dynamically, the neurons in your brain that manage speaking and speaking well begin to light up as if you were speaking well, as if you were speaking smoothly, as as if you were feeling calm and relaxed, okay? This is why in the Proteinity Smooth Speech System, it's important for you to listen 
and study and watch and practice speaking like your model because it's literally making a mental, a neurological impression on your brain, right? Your brain is lighting up saying, oh, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. We're going to copy this behavior, okay? So the more you do it, the bigger of an impression it makes, right? The more of an impression it makes. External mirroring, right? You're mirroring someone. Now, for some people, this is kind of difficult to do, but you can do it. And the more you immerse yourself in this process, the easier it gets. And it gets to a place, usually after a month or two, where you don't have to do it anymore, right? You start, and sometimes it takes people a bit longer than that. Sometimes it's six months or whatever, but you have to do it as often as possible, as often as possible. That's the key. If you do it sporadically, then it never really becomes automatically, right? Never really becomes internal, internal. This is where you create a better version of yourself, right? A better version of yourself. So you actually see yourself. You say, man, you are a genius. You're an amazing, an amazing speaker. You're a genius. You're a genius at communicating with people. You are awesome, right? You're awesome, Nestle. You're awesome, Pooja. You're, you're awesome, Jacqueline. So you actually create a better version, a, if you will, it's the word I'm looking for, kind of a super powered version of yourself. And you see yourself as this person that's able to just get out there. You're calm, you're relaxed, you're confident. You can do this, right? You see yourself as that person and you become that person whenever you speak. So this is internal mirroring. You're mirroring, you're reflecting a better version of yourself. Does this make sense? There's a body of research out there on this. It's called alter ego or an alternate version of yourself. All right. And it can be negative or it can be positive. So you can create a super powered version. In fact, some of you heard me say that speaking is a superpower because it really is, right? Imagine the power of your words. Your words, your words can change people's lives. I've literally had people tell me that from watching the videos, going through the program, that it literally saved their life. I'm using the word literally, literally saved their life. They were contemplating suicide. I've had people tell me that. Not just me, but there's millions of other people who've come before me who have said things that have changed people's lives. You are destined to do the same thing. There's words that you're supposed to be saying. There's people that you're supposed to be talking to where you can change their lives. You can impact their lives. You can change the direction of their lives. Uh, but it's not happening to the degree that it could because your speech is kind of holding you back. And so that's why you want to take a step today to move in the direction or to continue moving in the direction so that your speech becomes your greatest asset and not one of your liabilities. And you can do this. All the tools are here. Other people have done it and are doing it. And you can do it as well, right? What other people have done, you can do within reason as well. Okay. So internal mirroring modeling uh, is when you create a super powered version of yourself. This works. We'll be getting into this later. So we talked about basically 
these four areas, okay, these four areas, clearing your mind. We talked about what that means, why it's important, how to do it. We talked about acting relaxed and calm. You act your way into it. And we talked about some things that you have control over. We talked about living in the present moment, why that's important that you stay here and now as opposed to scanning ahead and worrying about what's coming up. And we talked about mirroring your model, which actually is one of the most powerful tools in this tool set. And it can it can actually cause an instantaneous change in your demeanor, in your feeling, in your confidence, in your speaking ability. But you have to be willing to step out of yourself. You have to be willing to step out of yourself and literally for a moment become this other person. Borrow, I call it borrow, you borrow the calmness and the confidence of your model. Just tell you, one of my clients, and he probably won't be doing this for that much longer. He actually, one of his affirmations, he actually says, I am Michael Williams. Now, could be anyone. I am Barack Obama. I am whoever. I am Martin Luther. Whoever. I am Mother Teresa. Whoever your model might be. Could be your mother. Someone, right? I am this person. You become this person. Now, the power of your actually seeing yourself, spending some time, Picturing yourself, so not just acting, but picturing yourself being this other person, speaking the way this other person is. The power of this is almost unbelievable. Let me just give you an example. There's a couple of studies done. Uh, one guy's name is Judd Biasoto, Biasoto, right? And he had a study done. And there's another guy named Alan Richardson, I believe. He was an Australian researcher. That's the latest study. And these are studies done in basketball. And you'll find a lot of studies done in the sports arena, but also in other areas, okay, from business to speech to music. And here were the study, or here's one of the studies. A group, there was three groups of people. And it was a study done over 20 days. This is the one by Alan Richardson. And in this study, in group one, he said, this is what I want you to do. You're going to practice doing free throws on day one and day 20. But you're also going to practice doing free throws for about 20 minutes a day for 20 days. 20 days, right? Everyone, all three groups practice day one and day 20. But the first group did it for 20 minutes a day for 20 days. The second group now did nothing, absolutely nothing, just on the first day and the 20th day, right? But nothing in between. Then the third group, they actually visualized in between they visualized, they saw themselves practicing free throws, but not just practicing, they saw themselves uh, missing sometimes and then correcting their shots, okay? So they visualized themselves practicing, missing, and correcting 20 days. Well, guess what happened? Guess what happened? Here's what happened. Group one, the first group, or the group that practiced, improved their uh, their free throws by about 24%. The group that did nothing didn't improve at all. The group that visualized, guess what the percentage was that they improved. Someone type in what you think their percentage was. So the first group that practiced was 24%. What do you think the group that visualized themselves practicing and correcting, what do you think their percentage was? Type that in. Okay, someone says 30%, 20%, 20, 40%. Okay, so... 
Theirs was just 1% less, 23%. So the people that physically practiced was 24%. The people that mentally practiced was 23%. They didn't, they didn't do anything else physically. They just did it mentally. So what does this mean for you? It means that if you visualize yourself doing something, even if you visualize yourself, and especially if you visualize yourself doing it as if you were someone else, it's still you visualizing it, you can actually experience a tremendous increase and improvement in your performance. Now, if you combine that with physical practice, then it multiplies itself exponentially, right? So we're not saying don't do physical practice, practicing speaking or whatever, but we're saying visualizing is a multiplier, right? And that just by visualizing, you can improve your performance in almost any area. But we're talking about speech now, even being calm, visualizing yourself moving, smiling, relaxing, breathing, being calm. I forgot breathing, right? We talked about breathing as something that you can do. In fact, I'm just going to mention this, 777, 777 breathing exercise. So if you need to relax yourself down in the moment, one of the, the actions, this is in the A, that you can do is do the 777 seven times. 777. Where is the 777? In the self-study. Myra posted that a little earlier, so hopefully you clicked on that link. It's in the self-study. It's a breathing exercise. Many of my clients tell me this helps them a great deal. So back to this visualizing. Very important. You practice this. You see yourself being relaxed. And what you're going to find that this helps improve your performance and your calmness as well. Now, let's take a look at something that I ask you guys to do. And you're going to see why this is important to this whole conversation of being calm. So the exercise was for you to just, just one thing, one question. What will life look like for you when you become a smooth speaker, an excellent speaker, calmer speaker, more confident, clearer speaker, right? When you're able to speak so that people listen to you, they'll love it. One of my clients, people love the way he speaks now, and they want you to speak more. Isn't that what we want, right? And you can achieve this. You can achieve this. So what do you want your life to look like in 2020? It's right around the corner. You can start now. What do you want it to look like? How do you want people to treat you? How do you want people to look at you? How do you want people to listen to you? How do you want people to respond to you? What do you want to be able to do more of or do differently than you've been doing before? Okay, so I want you to write that down in that worksheet. And I've got a link coming out to you. It's already come out to you. So check your emails. It's in there. Go back and do that exercise. Shouldn't take you that long. It can take as long as you want, but it shouldn't take that long for you. Jot that down. It's very, very important. So what I want to do is I want to suggest to you that you can take at least two steps, right? One step is to start out with the self-study. For those of you that, I don't know about spending all that money in coaching. You're not spending it. You're investing it. But if you want to start, if you haven't already done this, start with the self-study. And here's what I'll do. If within 30 days you figure out, wow, this is great, I can see how this will work, but now I need, I need more feedback, I need someone to kind of help me with this, you can bump up into the coaching and we'll credit you whatever you paid for the self-study. All right, so that's number one. So at least start with that. Myra's going to go ahead and 
in just a few minutes, maybe not right now, but she's going to repost that for the self-study in just a little bit. So do your vision because your vision is what's going to motivate you. It's going to drive. It's going to give you the reasons. Why do I want to do this work? This will be one of the most challenging things you ever do. Trying to change the way you think, the way you speak isn't easy, but it's worth it. It's an investment. And once you do it, and as you're doing it, you're going to start to feel more confident. Your self-esteem is going to go up. Your self-confidence is going to go up. And you're going to start getting more opportunities. Doors are going to be be able to be open for you, right? You are, you're going to be able to dream again, dream about the things that you want to do because your speech will be a superpower for you to be one of your greatest assets, not a liability. Uh, I'm not just throwing this stuff out at you and trying to get you to buy stuff. Even if you don't do it with me, do it with someone, make sure that they're reputable, make sure it works. But this stuff really does work. You really can improve your speech. It doesn't matter if you stutter, you can improve your speech. And the reason is that you can create a new way of speaking. It's neurology. It doesn't matter if the stuttering is still there. There's still times where I get stuck, but you can create a new pattern of speaking. You can do it. You can create people with strokes, right? Literal damage to their brain can learn to walk again, can learn to speak again. Can't you? course you can. If I've actually helped people, I've watched people, I'm watching people now who when they come in, they're severe. They're smoothing out their speech. If they can do it, so can you. All right. So here's a couple of things that you can do. Number one, the fastest way for you to get to where you want to go is to, it's right now, the fastest way right now. Now, hopefully this is not always going to be the fastest way. I want to make it so that I can put something out there and create something where you can get there just as fast or faster than working with me one-on-one because I'm limited, right? So I'm working on that right now. But right now, the fastest way for you to get to smooth speech is to work with me one-on-one, okay? So now, oops, give me a second. Let's get back to this. Um, I'm just going to close this right now because I need to get to this slide, but so you're probably wondering, and I'm just going to take a few minutes. I've got about five minutes left, and then I'll answer some questions. Well, what happens in the coaching? You talk about the coaching, and it's all on the website, but what actually happens? So I'm going to run through this for you, describe to you what happens. Basically, there's a few phases. Phase one is that you're going to learn some proactive speaking skills. These are skills that people use who speak well. So it's not just about stuttering or stammering or whatever, blocking or speaking. These are skills that people use who speak well. You're going to learn those proactive speaking skills, and I'm, I'm, we're going to, you're going to learn them in the program, and then I am going to work with you in developing those skills, articulating, inflecting, body length, changing the way that you speak. Sometimes just changing a little, or sometimes just changing a lot, okay? So we're going to walk through that. This is phase one. Phase two, you're going to become more consistent at using these skills in your daily speech. So not just in private practice by yourself, where you probably feel more relaxed and calm, but in your everyday speech, ordering coffee, in meetings, doing presentations, if you're in the medical field, whatever, working with clients, you're going to learn how to use these skills using modeling or mirroring. Use these skills in your everyday speech. 
but you are going to have to be conscious of doing it. Because if you're not conscious, you'll default to your old way of speaking. There's nothing that I can do to make you be more conscious. You, that's what goes back to your 2020 vision. Why do I want to do this? All right, I know that I'm going to have to be more conscious in my conversations so that I speak this way, so that I mirror my model and I you know, slow my speech down, whatever it is that I mirror my model whenever I'm speaking. I just have to be more conscious. of it. And it's progressive, right? Immediately, you're not going to be able to do in all conversations. But if you're conscious of it, you'll be able to do it progressively more and more. Okay. You have to set the intention to do it. All right. And for some people, this takes a little longer than others. Phase three. This is what we do in the coaching. I make, I move you through these phases, believe it or not. Shift your attention. When you're getting the phase three, like Dr. Ismail and some of my other clients, um, Anthony, plenty of other clients I have, uh, Jason, right? You're moving away from yourself to Rick and Vic really focusing on others. the stuff we talked about today. You're able to do it instantly, immediately. Then it becomes subconscious, right? When you're focused on them, you're getting out of your own way, out of your own head. Many of you have probably heard yourself say, I got to get out of my own head. Well, this is what starts to happen in phase three, okay? Then phase four doesn't mean you'll never be nervous or anxious. Sure, sometimes you get nervous and anxious about something coming up, but Immediately, just shift right out of it and focus on what I want to give to the audience, what I want to give to the audience. It's all about them. Just focus on them. So that's what happens in phase four. That's Dr. Ismail right now and the other people that I'm talking about. They're just out there. Bam, it's all about the other people. That's what happens in phase four. So this, these are the phases you can expect to move through. Now, when you do the coaching, you also get the self-study. Okay, so what do we do in the self-study? Let's walk through that. And I'm not going to read all these because you can actually see these on the website. So we just we talk about expectations, some specific goals that you're going to have. We talk about the fact that it's going to start slow, the principle of accelerating acceleration. It starts slow and then it starts accelerating later. So you may it may take you 80% of the time to only get 20% of the way there. That means it's take you a longer time to move a shorter distance. But guess what? And you don't know when that point is, but you get to this point where all of a sudden it starts accelerating and then you get to your goal faster. But if you give up in that beginning time, right, then you lose it. You lose. So it starts accelerating the longer you stick with it. That's because of how our brains work. Okay. So you're going to have a very clear understanding of uh, where you are. You also get a daily routine that says, this is what you need to do. And we can, you can modify that down if we need to. Second one, how to retrain your brain. You understand the science. So in the self-study and in the coaching, I'm integrating the science and I'm reminding you of, hey, you need to look at the fact that you spoke a little better. You're speaking better now. You spoke a little better in that situation than you did pre-Pro90D. So that's a success. So I'm reminding you of your successes, reminding you of how this process works. If you're on your own, you often forget about it. And then you just start getting frustrating and frustrated and you just start backing off. Okay. You're also going to get proactive speaking skills. We talked about that. All those things that people do who speak very well. You're, we're going to walk through those. And here's the wonderful thing about coaching is I can say this, this or these are the proactive speaking skills. 
you need to focus on right now, as opposed to you trying to figure out which ones you need to focus on. I can tell you, this is the one you need to focus on now that's going to help you the most. Okay. It's a big time saver. This next one has to do with how to completely, right? So you're going to learn how you can let go and speak with the flow. So free flow speaking exercise in the self-study. Uh, there are times, depending on who I'm working with, where we will walk you through the exercise in our coaching sessions and I can give you feedback on it. So again, the coaching just saves you time and helps you stay consistent and gives you feedback, right? Saving you often years of time and lots of money if you think about it. The next thing that we look at is those the skills that you need, the elements of speaking with rhythm, right? Speaking with rhythm. And what that means is that you're inflecting, you're changing the rhythm of your speech. You have a dynamic rhythm, so we're not talking about speaking super slow the whole time. We're not, some of you may speak monotone, so we're talking about modulating your voice. There are some job descriptions that actually ask. We want people who can speak with inflection. So some people, I have to work with them on inflecting their voice, and that helps them develop a better momentum when they're speaking, like waves. Think of inflecting, which they actually are sound waves. Think of them like waves. It gives you momentum. It gives you power. It also helps the listener want to listen to you. So we look at that as well. Okay. So if you're wondering, uh, what do I get when we coach? Well, that's what you get. These are the processes that you go for. Depending on the program you pick, laser focused or regular coaching, we meet either bi-weekly, that's once every other week, twice a month basically, or every week, okay? And this is usually over a period of about three months. If it's laser focused, it's about three months. If it's the regular coaching, then we can extend that out a little more because we have more sessions to play with. Does that make sense? Now, here's the deal. If you're on this webinar or if you're watching it today, uh, and if you've been getting my emails, you'll see, you know, we're at the end of the year, Cyber Week, Black Friday, right? all that kind of stuff. You know, we have sales and stuff going on. I have sales too. 10%, you're able to take 10% off right now of the, of the coaching. Okay. Um, and only if you're interested, well, okay, let's just do it this way. The coaching, laser focus, regular coaching, 10% off. That's at least a couple hundred dollars off laser focus and a few hundred dollars off, right, of the regular coaching. Now, if you're on this webinar and you're watching and you're listening, you can take an additional 5%. That gives you 15% off. So you're talking hundreds of dollars off, but that's only if, first of all, you book your assessment and you decide, yes, I'm going to go with this, and you make a one-time payment, you get 15% off of that coaching package. So this is not going to be for everyone. It's going to be for those of you that already know this is something that you want to do and you're ready to do it now. You see that it's an investment. You're not spending money. You're confident that this is going to work for you. You're a professional. You know the value of your communication. You know the value of Pro90D. You know that it's scientifically backed, that there's a scientific basis for it. You know that's going to work and you're ready to do the work, 
then this is for you. So remember, by close of business tonight, so basically 11.59, my time, Eastern time, U.S. Eastern time, 15% off. After that, goes back to 10% until the end of the week, then goes back to regular price. My schedule is filling up. A lot of the prime hours are being taken now. This is not a ploy. I'm one person. My schedule is filling up. So if it's something that you want to do, you can do this. You can pay now and we can start in January. Some people are holidays and stuff. That's okay. Lock in. Lock in your place now and we can start later. If you do a payment plan, then the discounts don't apply, but you can break it up into payments. But you do want to lock in now. And that may give you some kind of a little discount if you need to do a payment plan and you make a pretty nice payment now. Um, so if you have any questions about payments, about the program itself, you just want to talk to me one last time before you do that. Book your assessment session now. The thing is right there. The link is there. And we're going to wrap up. So uh, does anyone have any questions for me? Great to see you. Jacqueline, I think Jacqueline left. Uh, but it was good to see you. Does anyone have any questions for me before we wrap up? Okay. So if you do, go ahead and type those in to the chat box. Make sure that the questions are, are relevant to the topic that we talked about today. If it's something that I'm not able to cover now, I'll direct you to a resource or you can send me an email and I'll try to direct you to a resource there. But does anyone have any questions about what we've talked about today, about the self-study, or about the coaching. Any of those things. Okay. All right, DJ. Do your clients sustain their improvement with their speech after they finish the coaching? Very, very good question. Legitimate question. So the way I'll answer that is this. Think about this. Again, you'll always hear me say this. You learn a new language. Or you learn a new skill, whatever the skill is, playing an instrument, whatever it is. So someone says, well, so, so you go to a school to learn this language or to learn the skill. And says, well, do your clients sustain the skill? Well, the answer is found in, do they continue to practice and use it? Now, when we say practice, the good thing about speech is if you're using the skill that you've learned, you don't have to necessarily formally practice unless you want to take it to the next level. All you have to do is just keep getting out there and speaking. So you learn it and then you use it and that's your practice. Your practice is getting out there and making presentations, having conversations, right? Getting out there and speaking. Um, if you want to take it to the next level, then you have to do some practices. So the answer is yes, those clients that get out there and speak, they actually don't just sustain it. They get better with time because it's a skill, learning a new language. As long as I get out there and use it, I'm actually going to get more fluent. So the answer is yes. Do I now? I'm going to ask a question that you didn't ask. It's an important question. Do we have clients who slip back, who regress? Absolutely, because they stopped using it. They just stopped training. They just went back to speaking the way they usually speak. And what percentage? I have no idea, right? There's no way to really tell. Uh, I do know that I have clients who I hear from and see, and their speech is even better. So it's really up to you. Is this something that you can do? Of course it's something you can do. All you have to do is keep getting out there speaking. If you think about it like learning a new language, if I keep using the language, I'm going to keep getting more and more fluent. 
if I stop using the language as I let myself just say, I don't feel like doing it. Right. So it's very important that as you go through this process, especially in the first, those first several months, that you immerse yourself and you literally change your brain during that time. Because if you're sporadic, you're off and on, you're trying, you're not, you're only doing the affirmations. Maybe you watch a couple of videos, maybe you practice the note. You're, you're really going to be inconsistent. If you get in there, you jump in, you immerse yourself, you go through it, you're going to keep getting better with time. So I hope that I answered your question. Did that answer your question, DJ? Any other questions for us? Okay. And that's just a real question, right? And that's a real answer, being transparent with you for, for you and for anyone else that's watching. Is anyone that tells you, oh, absolutely, yeah, our percentage, our success rate is this and it's that. Yeah, maybe it is, and they have the numbers to show that, but they're not being completely honest with you because there's so many different factors involved in a success rate. We have clients who go through the program, and when they finish, they may be here, and then several months later, all of a sudden, their speech is here. So is that a success? Well, yes, a success. It wasn't success. wasn't as successful at the end of the program, but it's a success several months later, right? Um, or there's people that go through the program and they were here and now they're here and then they keep getting well that and that's a success we can see you can measure the number of times that they were having this fluencies has dramatically gone down by the end of the program there's other people where it takes them longer there are people who have success in these five situations but these two or three they still struggle for a while that happened to me i was able to do all these things and speak well but then when it came to reading aloud I still struggled there a little bit, right? So it took me longer. Is that a success? Well, I don't know. Yes, I would say it was a success. That's the one, just the one area. So when people say success rate, you have to be very careful. That's why I don't give out success rates. And I just lay it out the way that I did, right? You go to Charles Stanley's church. Okay, wonderful. That's very, very funny. Um, yeah, I followed Charles Stanley for, wow, now it's probably in about more than 30 years now, more than 30 years. Yeah, so that's really fun. Any other questions before we, before we wrap up? Okay, Myra, can you go ahead and post the, uh, the self-study again just for anyone? And we'll make sure that you get the links for that as well. But um, let's post that self-study. Okay, so for those of you that want to start there, that's cool. If you need to or want to accelerate your progress, then you're going to want to do the coaching you need to have a level of trust and belief that this is going to work. I don't have the time to try to convince you of that. You need to already be convinced. You also want to understand that we have some highly intelligent and very, very successful. I'm talking about uh, doctors, PhDs, multi, multi, multi millionaires who take this program and they're very discerning. So they look at the best programs in the world and they choose this program because of the scientific foundation of it and that it just works. So keep that in mind as you're thinking about moving forward. And just think about your 2020 vision, where you want to be. If you're not there in terms of your life and your speech, uh, Pro90D can help you get there. You just have to do the work. Okay. Okay, great. So we will go ahead and wrap up. Uh, Myra, can you go ahead and open up? In fact, I'll see if I can do that. Going to let you have this handout here. Share it now. Okay. So there's a handout that you can download. 
everything on it that I've said, I'm also going to be sending you out a link that has um, at least some of this on it. You can access that. But just remember, if you're watching this replay, I'm going to get this out as quickly as I can, that you have until close of business this evening or actually the end of the day to get that extra 5% off if it's something that you know that you want to do. Okay? So thank you so much. We will see you guys the next time.